18. 18. It's not really level with anything. It's the seventh last narrow line. If that helps, sir. I should have another First word of the line so is. Like so, there First word of the line is burrowing. Okay. So. Um, Here they are. Here they are. Perfect. No, we haven't started. Unless, yeah. I wanted to wait, but they all stopped. <laughs> there is a handout which we may not get to, but we'll, we'll give it a go. Okay, so 18 lines down, seventh last narrow line. Dafches um, base, which is apparently where we're up to, and it's in the context of fathers giving instructions to their sons and. Um, one will find that whenever in the Gomorrah fathers give instructions to sons, it's in threes, which mirrors um, Pirkei Avos, which is the original, um, I guess, instructions handed down from fathers to sons. And you will normally find, if you look hard enough, that some parish somewhere corresponds with three instructions to Avram Chesed, Yitzchak Gvura, etc., etc. But it's not the, that's just a general introduction. We're not going to do that now. So, okay. When you're cutting meat, don't cut it whilst you're holding it. Why not? Some people say because you might cut your hand. And if we just jump to Rashi, which is on the sixth narrow line of Rashi. Oh, hello. Hi. Yeah, I'm not my dad, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> there is a handout which may be relevant later, but not any time soon. Um, so the, um, we are on the Chesamid uh, base, near where it gets wide. So Rashi, the sixth narrow line, Mishum Kilkul Suda, Afba Chabor Katana, even a small wound, Yotza Dam, blood will come out, Vielachlech Es Hamachel. And it will spoil the food. So there are two reasons here. One is that you're going to damage yourself. And one is you're going to damage the other participants that they'll be put off the food. And don't sit on the bed of an Aramean. And we'll come back to that shortly. And don't walk behind a shul when davening's going on. So those are Rava's three bits of advice to his children. Says the Gemara, what's all this about not sitting on the bed of an Aramean? So, um, again, if we can go, go up to Rashi, um, that if you don't say Kriyashima, it's as if you're having an Aramean sleep. There are explanations of that, um, not for now. As to why particularly this mitzvah of Kriyashma, why not other mitzvahs that you don't do, you become like a, an Aramean. But that's the first explanation of it. It's, going to, it's, it's not literal, it's, it's metaphorical. <coughs> don't marry a ger. That's the second explanation. So this is um, a more polite way of, of saying it. Don't sit on an Aramean's bed means don't marry one. The Ikadamri, Aramis Mamish. It actually is literal. So the first one is um, nothing to do with the bed at all, it's sleep. The second one is a metaphorical bed in terms of a marriage. And the third is, is taking it literally. Why? Because of Rav Papa. So the background for this story is Rav Papa was coming to collect a debt. Um, we don't know if it was his own or someone else's, at an Aramean home. And the lady concerned wanted to frame him. And so she put a dead child 
under the duvet so that he would sit down on the bed and she would say, ah, you've just killed our child. We're not going to give you any money. Um, so this is a sort of uh, early um, Jewish enemies using their own children to sort of damage Jews, which still goes on nowadays, I suppose. Um, but as we see, there are Papa Azal Legabe, Mita, she brought him out of the bed. Shev, and she said, sit down. Amalai said, I'm not going to sit down. Until you lift up the bed. And she lifted it up. And so, so Rav Papa rumbled her, basically. And therefore, we say, never sit down on these, uh, on these beds. Okay, number three, which Rav said. Why? So, I guess because it doesn't look good. If everyone else is davening and you're sneaking around the back. That the, you shouldn't uh, walk around a shul when everyone's davening. We only say this If there's no other entrance, if there's another door, so people wouldn't automatically assume you're skiving. They might think you're going in the other entrance. It's not a problem. And that's only if there isn't another shul in the area. But if there is another shul in the area, again, you don't have to worry because it doesn't look bad. If you're not carrying a load, or you're not running, because in both those cases, you're obviously busy with something else. Or if you've got tefillin on, in which case you're, you're busy davening anyway. But if any of those things apply, then there's no problem and you can... You can you can walk around the back of a shul, okay. Chesamid base, ninth wide line, ninth middle wide line. Yeah, two words for the end of a line. Okay, Tanya, I'm a Rabbi Kiva. Um, so we're now still in threes, and we're into um, similar people to. Amorians, which is presumably the link here. Three um, things that I love about the people from Medes, Medes, however one pronounces that. When they cut meat, they only cut it on a table, they don't hold it, which is what Rava was alluding to earlier. When they kiss, they kiss uh, on the back of each other's hands, they don't kiss on the face, and Rashi says it's a hygienic thing. And when they give advice, um, they do it um, privately. And if we jump up to Rashi, it's the eighth last line of Rashi, Ela Basada, to Omri Inshi, as people say, as Naim Lakotel, the wolves have ears. So uh, that expression goes back um, a few years, not, not a recent one. Amarav Ada Ba'arava Micra, what's the posset that we can use to say that it's a good idea if you're going to have a meeting to have it in the field, not anywhere with wolves? And this is a posset from when Yaakov was telling Rochel and Leah that they were going to run away. So he certainly didn't want anyone to hear. They did it in the field. Okay. Um, if, if anyone has anything to say at any point, just say it, really. Um, I'm sure that's what happens anyway. Tanya, for three reasons why I love the Persians. So we had... Earlier on, Rabbi Akiva on the, the people from the Madiim. Now we've got Rabban Gamliel on the Persians. They are uh, modest or demure in their eating. And sneers in the bathroom. And sneers in their marital relations. 
And the Gemara says, just in case um, you're going to get very drawn to the Persians, um, it's not all good. And we bring this passage from Yeshaya. Anitzavisi limekudoshai. Right? I have commanded to have them, mekudoshim, this, this context means prepared. Tani Rev Yosef, elu hapasem the, the Persians are singled out and prepared to go to Gehenim. So it's not, it's not all good news. They have some good traits, but um, generally, um, it's, yeah, it's not good. You know why? No. I mean, Rashi explains the context of the Pasuk, but this is talking about they're going to destroy Bovel. That's their use. And after that, we're done with them. Um, but I suspect the Gomorrah Kedushin, which lists all the bad characteristics of different nations... Um, I think it's Kedushin. Someone who did the last cycle will know. It's probably the Persians are, are in for it, in for it there. Um, okay, so now that's the Agalata um, bit over. We now go back to the Mishnah, which was all of a week ago. So it's, it's Rabban Gamliel Omer. And just as a, a, a brief recap, Rabban Gamliel says we can say Kriyashma until Alay Sashacha. Why? Because he says when the, the Pasuk in the Shema says Beshoch Becha, it means when people are asleep, not when they're going to sleep. And since people sleep throughout the night, you've got until Alois Hashacha, which is either 72 or 90 minutes before, before Nate, um, to do your, do your Shema. So this is a, this is a bit tricky. Um, but let's, let's go through it. So Amar Rav Yehud Amar Shmuel. Halacha Karavan Gamliel. The Halacha is like Rav Gamliel. Tani Rav Shem Ben you could have a situation where a person says Kriyashma twice in, in a night. Once before Amut HaShacha, um, which let's call it um, daybreak, as opposed to Netachama, which we'll call sunrise. So once before uh, daybreak. And once after daybreak. And he will have fulfilled his Shema obligation for both day and for night. S- slightly the wrong order. It should be night and then day, if, if you're looking carefully, because first we say um, once before and once after, but okay. So Gomorrah's got a bigger problem. Hagufa Kasha. That in itself is difficult. Amat. Pamim sha'adam koyem pamim balayla. First of all, we say you can say it twice in the night. Alma We're going to say that that portion of time between Amutashacha and Neitzachama, after Neitzachama, everyone's happy that it's day because the sun's out. But this brief period of time is night. But then you say, But we're also saying that at that time, you can still fulfill your Kriyashima of the day. So what is it? Is it night? In which case, we're doing twice, twice in the night, you can do your Kriyashima, or is it day? And that explains why you can do it during the day. How can it be both? Really, it's night. Okay, that portion from Alay Sashacha till Neitachama is night. So how come we can still say Kriyashima in it for the morning? Because at that time, there are people getting up. And the last Rashi on the page finishes it off for us. Um, because for Kriyashma, what you need is people getting up, and they are getting up. So the important thing to, that the Gemara is trying to illustrate here is that Kriyashma is not, it, it's not a question of Yom and Laila. It doesn't matter if it's day or night. It's a question of the Shach of Kumecha. That's all that matters. 
with Kriyas Shema. So you can have a situation where it is night, officially, it's Laila. Nevertheless, we consider it as day, for the sake of saying Shema, because, of, uh, because it's Uvkumecha, because people are getting up at that time. The reverse feature in the sun. So, the, in the summer... So if you go to bed, let's say, at 9 o'clock in the summer, it's still light outside. What, for the evening one? Yeah. So if you go to bed at 9 o'clock... Well, it, so is it when people go to bed or when... I think the Gomorrah always understands that people go to bed when it gets dark. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why, I mean, here you could be talking about... Two in the morning, you know, really early. It's, it's yeah. It's got to be when the where it's got to be nightfall, so it's 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 got to be tezachol. Right. Anyway. So the Gomorrah's day and night is pretty much light and dark. So I'm I'm not sure that situation would. Uh, I'm not sure why they're getting up when it's dark. it's it's dawn. I guess there's agricultural reasons why people would be getting up then. And the next Mishnah will... Yeah, so the next Mishnah which goes into when you can see the difference between blue and other colours and that's, uh, that's all. If we could just um, quickly jump to... There's a toastless right next to it, Lola Olam Lailahu, and so ask a question, but it's more the answer which is interesting. So how can we have a situation where it's Laila but it's also Uvkumecha? This is what we mean. So for any other mitzvah, so if you want to put on tefillin, if you want to wear tzitzis and fulfill the actual mitzvah of tzitzis, then it's, it's still night. So it's not time for that. But concerning Kriyashima, since there are people getting up at that time, we say it's not the time of the Shoch anymore, it's the time of Uvkumecha. So that, again, Tosos is distilling this idea that Kriyashima is B'shoch Kumecha and it can run in, against whether it's day or night. It's, it's a difficult idea, but that's seemingly what, what we're saying. So at this point, we're saying that the, the time between uh, Alois and Nate is night. Nevertheless, you can say morning Shema. So you can get up a minute before Alois HaShachar, do your nighttime Shema, and then wait a couple of minutes and do your daytime shema and go back to bed and you've done it all. Okay? These are not, it's not recommended. This is, yeah. Um, okay. So now the Gemara asks the reverse. Amar of Acha Bacharina Amar of Ishur ben Levi, Halacha Krav Shim ben Yochai. Ikadamasni Lahad of Acha Bacharina. So this is a different Rabbi Shem Ben Yochai. This is in the name of Rabbi Akiva. So this is the difference now. He could say it twice in the day. Once just before Neitzachama. So this time you're doing it a couple of minutes before Neitzachama. And we're now going to say that that period, therefore, between Alois and Nates is actually going to be count as Uvashach So let's just see this through. And again... The wrong way around again. The wrong way around again, exactly. So Hagufakasha, I'm up. You've just said, Pamim Adam Pamim that you can read it twice during the day. Therefore, we're saying that time between Alois and Nates is actually daytime. Vahadatani, but then you say... That you can fulfill your obligation for day and for night. Alma Lailahu. 
So again, is it daytime because you can do the Shema? Or is it nighttime because you can still... Sorry, is it daytime because we said it's daytime, it's morning already? Or is it nighttime because you can still do the morning, the nighttime Shema? So the Gemara answers the reverse this time. It's actually daytime. So why do we say it's nighttime in quotation marks? There's still people sleeping at that time. Okay, and again, Rashi on the first line at the end of the line, Mishunda Ika Deganu, the Karina Bey of Shachbucha. So the Shachbucha means, are there people still asleep? And there are apparently people who lie in beyond Alois HaShacha. Um, and therefore, we consider this as a time of sleeping. And therefore, even though it's daytime, you can still say your nighttime Kriyashima. And um, again, Tosus has the reverse as well. If you look at the top Tosus, the third line after the dot. Um, we're doing this a bit quicker than, than it really needs. It's not easy. That for all other mitzvahs, you would consider it daytime. So you could put your tefillin on. You could put your tzitzis on. However, for the, in terms of kriyashma, it's considered still of a shochbacha because there are still people who are sleeping. And the Gemara then finishes off this bit. Amar Rabbi Acha, Rabbi Chanin, Amar Rabbi Shuvah, Levi Halacha Kruv Shimon, Sheam Mishum Rabbi Akiva, which is the second bit. And I just in the handout, the first bit of it is um, is from Orachayim, um, and this is the actual halacha, not the way the Gemara passes. Lachachila Tzarek Likros Kriyashimam Miyad Betzeisa Koychavim V'Zman Ad Chatsi Halayla. That really you have until midnight, which is v'chachamim in our Mishnah. But you can, and this is Rabbi Rabban Gamliel in the Mishnah, you can go till Amut Hashacha. However, the Gemara, the, the, the halacha is that you cannot go further than Amut Hashacha. So that is like our first suggestion. The first suggestion was that although it's daytime, sorry, although it's nighttime, it's considered daytime because people are getting up, and therefore you cannot. Um, say Vishma. Is that correct? Have I got that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so although the Gemara Paskins the second way round, I'm Rabbi Shua Ben Levi Halakha we actually don't. And that's probably why there isn't a letter above it um, to indicate the Halakha. Okay, gets, gets easier from here, um, luckily. So, hopefully that's, that's all clear. I'm Rabzeira. What's the caveat to this Halakha? Uvavad Shaloyo Mahashki Venu. But if you're going to say Shema, and again, it's not clear what Reb is adding an appendix to. Is it to this thing that we're saying you can say Shema the whole night? Is it that you can say it after Alois? What of the previous 15 lines or so is Reb Either way, at some point when you're saying Shema in the middle of the night or close to morning, you shouldn't, shouldn't say Hashkivenu. So Hashkivenu is the bracha before, or in Chutzlar, it's the penultimate bracha before um, Shema. So it's after the Shema. And Hashkivenu says Rashi on the second line, Ubilvad Shaloyoma Hashkivenu, Hakore Kriashma Shalila. If you say Kriashma Shalila, Shachare Samach Lomit Hashacha, in the morning close to Amad Hashacha, Loyoma Hashkivenu, don't say Hashkivenu, which means um, lie us down. It's a, it's a bracha for Hakash Bracha to get us to sleep with the angels, etc., etc. Sheinoz Mantchla Shriva, Elazosman Shriva. You can't tell Hashem to Hashkivenu in the plural, speaking for everyone. Um, if most people are uh, almost getting up, it's, 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 uh, it's a slightly ridiculous bracha. So there's a few interesting things out of here. First of all, that even though personally you may be going to sleep and the bracha would be relevant for you, we're not interested. 
it's considered irrelevant because most people are not going to sleep at this time. Second thing is we don't just say we'll take the first line off because if you read through Hashki Venu, the rest of it's perfectly fine. Besaknenu, blah, blah, blah. Just take off Hashki Venu. But we seemingly don't, don't offer that um, as an option. Um, okay. Quick drink. Okay. So there's now an incident. So Ki Asa Rav Yitzchak by Yosef. Rav Yitzchak by Yosef came. Amar Hadz Rav Achav Rabbi Chanina. Amar Rabbi Shur Ben Levi. Love the Ferish Itzmar. Ela Mechlala Itzmar. That the halacha is like this. Is not. Um, we didn't hear it explicitly, but we derived it from an incident that happened. Dahu Zugad Rabbanon. A pair of rabbis. De Ishtako Behilula. Um, Rashon de Shtako, it's the last um, wide line. De Shtako, so they got drunk. By Yeshnu, near the moon, they fell asleep and they dozed. Adla Acha Amot Hashacha. So they got drunk at a wedding um, and therefore they missed, they, they went through the whole night and they woke up after Amot Hashacha. Whose wedding was it? Tavari to Rubshur Ben Levi, the son of Rubshur Ben Levi. So luckily they had someone on hand to ask. Asula Kame to Rabbi Shoban Levi. So they went to Rabbi Shoban Levi. What did he say? Ama Kadaihu Rabbi Shimon Lismoichalav Bishas Hadzachak. But as a Shas Hadzachak, as a last resort, you can rely on this, on this Psak of Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai that even after Amut Hashacha, you can say, even though it's daytime, we still say it's Bishach which is not how we, we pass in the Halacha, and you can get away with it. This idea of the Rabbonim, the Rabbonim being drunk is slightly difficult. I think the point of it is that you can say that since they were drinking um, in being misameach, chas and makala, etc., they were oisig with mitzvah potam and a mitzvah, and therefore the fact that they got so into it, they fell asleep, it wasn't really, it wasn't a bad thing necessarily. There is a halakhic out, so to speak, to explain their, their conduct, but you can, you can take that or leave it. How much, uh, how much? Because you could argue that... Uh, well, they were very... Uh, yes, no, they were very enthusiastic only, about only, it. Only a certain amount is yeah, no, they were very, they were very enthusiastic about it. No, so they, they were potter, but now they're not potter anymore. They missed the boat. So they, so they were asking, have they... Have they sort of saying, so we didn't do anything wrong, but now... Is there still we know, yeah, it? are we still potter? They'd sobered up or, or whatever the... Yeah. Okay, Masa Shaboy Bonov. So this again goes back to the Mishnah. And um, it's the it's, uh, same story. Um, I don't have the Mishnah because you've got the Mishnah, but you can tell us. Um, but um, the, the children of Raman Gamliel came to him and said, is it too late for us? They were out and about. Yeah, they party. Party, right. So, good. So, uh, temporarily lost the place. Masha Boy Bonov. Ad Hashtalosh, so also Gomorrah, Incredible. They didn't know that Rabban Gamliel said this. They hadn't opened the first line of the first Mishnah. You know, they'd, uh, they hadn't been at the Siyam Ashas where they did the first Mishnah, apparently. So how could it be that Rabban Gamliel's children himself were not aware of this edict of Rabban Gamliel? It seems, seems unlikely. This is what they said to him. Rabbonon pligi Do the Rabbonon argue with you? And when they say midnight, they mean midnight. No ifs, no buts. The yachid the rabbim halacha karabim. And therefore, I'm afraid, Father, we're going to have to go with them. 
I Dilma, Rabbanon Kvusach Sfiralu, Rabbanon agree with you that you can go all the way to Amut Alo Sashacha. Vahaida Kamriad Chatzai, so why do they say Ad Chatzai? Kadei Laharchik Adam Minha Veira. Just to make sure that if you start saying, oh, well, I've got till the morning, I'll do it when I wake up, I'm going to do this, you're going to end up missing the boat. Amalahu, so he said to them, Rabbanon Kvusi Sfiralu. They, they actually hold like me. Vahaidin Atem. Which is how we paskan. That really you should do it um, early on. But if you can't, for whatever reason, you've got another chance till, till Amut HaShacha. So that explains that part of the Mishnah. Right? And not only this, there are other things that theoretically you can go till Alois HaShacha, but really you should do it till midnight. Again, this is, this is streaming from the Mishnah. Why is Rabban Gamliel continuing to talk as if he himself says the deadline is midnight? He says you can go through. So why does he say not only this you have to do by midnight, it's nothing to do with him. This is what he said to them, Rabban Gamliel Livnei. Even according to Rabban, who say you've got till midnight, you can actually go through till Amot HaShacha. And, and we say Chatzos so that people, to keep people from sin. So he's saying, and therefore there are similar things to that coming up in the Mishnah. So this is a, a technical um, semantic point, not worth, um, very much worth dwelling on, but not worth dwelling on right now. So we, we keep going. So Hector Chalavim. So the, the background here. Um, is that the, the fats of all the korbanos, as well as the, the whole of an oiler, a burnt offering, and the, the clues in the name, so all of that is burnt the night after you eat it. So you, the night after you, you sacrifice it, so you sacrifice it during the day, and the fats and all the whole oiler is put on the Mizbech overnight. That's what, that's what happens. And the, the Mishnah says over there that Hector Chalavim is a category of things that really you can go to Alay Sashacha, but we say do it until Chatzais, just in case. Okay. So, the Ilu Achilas Psachim, like Tana. But we don't mention eating Korban Pesach. Korban Pesach is something that we know we have to do by midnight, and we'll, we'll get as to why um, shortly. But, so why doesn't our Mishnah also say that Koron Pesach is something that, although you've got, you should do it by midnight, you can go, go on and go through. So, so seemingly, from the Gemara's question, the Mishnah does not believe this. The Mishnah believes that Koron Pesach you have until midnight, and that's, that's the end of it. Um, and we bring a contradiction from a Brysa. Kriyashma, Aravis, evening Kriyashma, the Halal Belele Pesachim, and Halal on Erev Pesach, or the night, first night of Pesach, really, sorry, Vachilas Pesach and Korban Pesach, Mitzvah on Achiyale Amot HaShacha. So here, very clearly, we are saying for Korban Pesach, you can go all the way through Amot HaShacha. It's a, it's a clear contradiction. Amar Yosef, Lo Kasha, Harib Lezer ben Azaria, Harib Yekiva. But one is Rabbi Lezer ben Azaria, and one is Rabbi Akiva. And this Machlokas will take us through most of the rest of the Amot. So I've put the Pesukim, the relevant Pesukim, on the sheet. <coughs> Of Shmoyes uh, base, it's towards the end of um, end of Bay. So Tanya, if everyone's got yeah, okay. The Tanya, the Achla Tabasa Balayla Hazer. So the 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 pasuk says you should eat the Korban Pesach that night. Balayla Hazer. 
The Pasuk uses the two words to describe when you should eat Korban Pesach. And later on, which in this case is Pasuk Yud Beis, says, When HaKadosh Baruch is telling Moshe what exactly um, is going to happen on, on Pesach, he says, I will pass over Egypt, so Malahalan Ad just as over there it was midnight, Afkan Ad So to over here you've got midnight. So this is very difficult and everyone picks up on this. But over there it was exactly at midnight. So how can we use that as a Gzera Shava that you have until midnight? Surely we should say you have until literally you've had to do it exactly at midnight if you're gonna use it. And there's there's plenty of, of answers to understand to understand it. But let's take from here, just on a, on a very simple level, that um, Rabbi ben Azariah says, the, you've got until Chatzos to eat your Korban Pesach. Amalei Rabbi Akiva, v'halaik v'anema, Rabbi Akiva says back to him, it says, in the Pasuk Yud Aleph, this is now, when it's described in Korban Pesach, towards the end, it says, achaltem oisai b'chipazoin. And is when they left. They left in a hurry. Chipazon means a hurry. So when's that? It's the, it's the whole night. They left in the morning. So Rabbi Akiva says, I disagree with you. I'm not going to say midnight. I'm going to say that's when you've got. You've got until the morning. So if, you've got, if we already know you've got the whole night to do it, why do we need to say balayla in Pasuk Ches? You might think that the Korban Pesach is like other similar sacrifices. Um, sorry, that you can eat these sacrifices you can eat during the day. Talmud Loma Balayla. Balayla That you can only eat it at night and not during the day. So again, so Rabbi Lazar ben Azari says. Alayla hazer, layla hazer, gzera shava, you've got till midnight. Rabbi Akiva says, no, I'm going to use bechipazayin as my, as my key word, which means the morning. So why do we need to say balayla at all? Because otherwise you might think you could do it, you'd do it during the day of the 14th. In other words, you'd shech to Erev Pesach and you'd eat it then, like other um, kodshim kalim. Okay. Bishlam ala Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, de'isle gzera shava. So Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria has his gzera shava, it's durek l'remichtav le hazer. Therefore, the word hazer, which is the suffix of balayla, is necessary because then you've got balayla hazer, balayla hazer. And if it didn't say hazer, you couldn't do it. El Rabbi Kiva, hi hazer, my Why do we need this hazer? Why can't we just say, in Pasuk Ches Vachlas Habasa balayla? What does hazer add? Limute layla acher, who? To exclude the possibility of eating it on the second night. So this would now be the night of the 16th. Because you might think, since Pesach is considered a Kodshim Kalim, so a second tier sacrifice, and let's compare it to another second tier sacrifice. So with a Shlomim, you can eat it that day, you can eat it that night, and then you can eat it the next day. So in other words, you've got 36 hours from when you start. And therefore, the Korban Pesach, you also have 36 hours. You have that night, you have the next day, and you have the following night. So 
you can only eat it on that night. So even Rabbi Akiva has now accounted for this extra word of, um, of Hazer. If we just look at one Rashi, if that's okay, it's the Rashi roughly level with where the Gemara was. Ma shlamim nechalin lishnei yomim v'layla echad. Shebein tayim dechsev b'yom zvachem yochav machos. This is talking about the shlamim. Af Pesach nami, also Pesach, hol ve'eno nechal ela b'layla. Can only be eaten at night. Noikim shnei laylas p'makom shnei yomim. We transfer the two nights instead of the two days, the shlamim. V'hei nechal b'shnei laylas v'yom echad. Loi shoklech ene b'yom. Rashi makes a point, not that... Even in the 36 hours, you could actually eat it during the day. Rather, it doesn't become noisa. So noisa is when you've run out of time for your sacrifice. So traditionally, if you've got the night to eat it during that day, it would then be finished, you're out of luck. Here, the, the option of the second night means it wouldn't be noisa. So it's, it's a bit of a messy switchover. We're saying, let's compare it to a shlamim where you've got two days and a night. Here, we're going to compare it with the Korn Pesach because it starts at night. We're going to have two nights in a day, but the day you're not even going to be allowed to eat it, you could just leave it. Okay, I hope that's a little bit clear. Um, Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, how does Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria learn that you can't um, go on to the second night since his hazer is used for the Gzeres Shava, so it's not, um, it's not free? Meloso Sirad Baike, which is... Pasuk, is it? Yud, thank you. Yes. Pasuk Yud. It says it can't leave it until morning. And therefore, since you can't leave it till morning, obviously, you've got to get rid of it on the first night. Exactly. Vrubikiva. So why can't Rubikiva use that? What's his objection? What does it mean you can't leave it till the morning? You can't leave it till the second morning. In other words, the morning of the 16th, you couldn't leave it to. But you could leave it to the morning of the 15th and have it on the night of the 16th. What does Rebbe Leza not like about that? If it says boike, it means the immediate morning. We don't need to schlep and start bringing in new mornings. And that concludes the first part of the, of the argument, whether the Koran Pesach can be eaten later than midnight or whether it's got to conclude at midnight. And if we have time, we will get to the substance of what's on the sheet, which is how this um, corresponds to the Afi Komen, because we have a similar Machlokas. Obviously, the Afi Komen relates to the Koran Pesach. And do we have to finish it by midnight, or do we have, to, or do we have the whole night um, to do it? If we, um, if we have time, hopefully we will. Says the Gomorrah, keeps going, Vahani Tanoi, Kahani Tanoi. And we can um, place this argument onto another argument of Tanoim, the Tanya. Sham Tizbach Esha Pesach Ba'erev. So we have this posuk in the middle of Devarim. I suspect it's one of the keys. I didn't look it up. Re'e, okay, good. In Re'e. Um, so let's look at Rashi. So we have this posuk. Don't need to justify it. You can just know it. <laughs> it's impressive. So Rashi. Sham tizbach pesach ba'erev kavoya shemesh moed seischam mitzrayim. When is the Korban Pesach? We have three times which are disagreeing with each other. Ba'erev, 
First of all, it says Ba'erev, and in, in the Pasuk, Ba'erev always means the afternoon. Ki yinatlut erev, the afternoon, when the, the rays of the sun start to descend. Shenistal kachamas meirosh kol adam, and the sun goes down on everyone. V'natalamarev, and goes into the, the west. So that's time number one. Kavoy ha-shemesh, right, which is the, the second time, Meshech when it gets dark. Moed seischab mimitzrayim, a celebration of your leaving Egypt. Babaika. And so Rashi, not unreasonably asked, How can the Korban Pesach be the afternoon when it gets dark and the morning? Okay. So Rabbi Eleza says, In the afternoon you slaughter it. And from when it gets dark you can eat it. And when, it, when it's time to leave Egypt, you burn it. And that parallels with... Rabbi Akiva, who says you have until the morning to, and at, at the time of the morning, that's when it's over and you've got to burn it. Rabbi Yeshua Omer, Ba'erevat HaZoveach, in the evening you slaughter it. Kavoy HaShemesh Ata Oichel, when the sun goes down, you can eat it. So far, so good. Va'admatai Ata Oichel V'Holech, Admoetzei, sorry, I've got this wrong. Va'admatai Ata Oichel V'Holech, Admoetzei Shcham Mitzrayim. And you can keep going eating it until... The morning. So that is, is Rabbi Akiva. So the first opinion of Rabbi Eleza is like Rabbi Eleza ben Azariah, and we'll see in Rashi how they correspond. And Rabbi Yeshua, who says you can keep going till the morning, is like Rabbi, is like Rabbi Akiva. So Rashi, just to continue from where we left off, Ba'erev lizman shechita, kavaya shemesh achila. So Ba'erev, in the afternoon, lizman shechita, is a time of slaughtering it. Kavoha shemesh achila, is a time when you start eating it. Is the time when you burn it. Kloma, Baboika who nasa noisa. At that point it becomes noisa, that you can no longer do anything with it. Shegiaz man sreifa. Elalafisha ain't sarafin kodshin beyontov, mantinan lied boike sheni. Even this doesn't quite work out because since you can't burn kodshin on yontov, practically you can't burn it until the second morning anyway, because it's got to be in, during the daytime, and it has to be cholamoid. So in, in Eretz Israel, that'd be the morning of the 16th. So the Gemara's paralleled. Um, through this pasuk in Devarim, the Machlokas at Rabbi Eliezer, who says you, that Moed Seitzcham in Mitzrayim is only the time for burning and not the deadline for eating it, is like Rabbi Eliezer and Azari, who says the Korban Pesach has to be done by midnight. Rabbi Yeshua is like Rabbi Akiva, that you can go all the way through, and Moed Seitzcham Mitzrayim is the deadline for eating it. Okay. Amar Rabbi Ava. Hakol Moedin, everyone agrees, Kashinigalu Yisrael Mimitzrayim, when Bnei Yisrael left Egypt, Loin Nigalu Elaba Erev, the Geula was in the evening, and this is an actual evening, not a Torah evening, in the night. Shanema, Posuk says, Haitsiach Hashem Lakecha Mimitzrayim, Laila. God took the Jewish people out at night. Echashiyotsu, but when they actually left, Loyotsu Elabayim, they didn't leave until it was daytime. Shanema, Pasuk Bamidba, Mimachwas Hapesach, Yatsu Beneso Biyad Rama. Right? They all, Mimachwa um, is the daytime. So clearly the, the, the Jews were no longer slaves from the nighttime. That's when their, their bond was over, but they didn't actually leave until the day. Alman Nechlaku, what's, what's the argument about? Al Shas Chipazon, when the Torah in Pasuk Yud Aleph says Chipazon, um, that they were in a hurry. 
When does that refer to? So, so, and therefore, when do you eat your Korban Pesach by? Because that's, it corresponds, because it says, So we touched on this earlier. What does it mean, a hurry? It means the Egyptians were in a hurry. And the Egyptians were going to be in a hurry at Makas Bechairas. The people were dying all over the place, and they, you know, to have everyone out at this point. So that's the Chippozon of Egypt. What's the uh, what's the chipazon? The chipazon of Bnei Yisrael to leave. In other words, once they started leaving, they realized they had to get a move on because the Egyptians were were coming after them um, pretty pretty sharpish. Tanya nami hachi Hashem took the Jews out of Laila. Laila yotsu, but did actually leave at night. They only left during the day. Shenema b'machas hapesach yotsu Bnei Yisrael biad rama. Same pasuk as he brought before. So the, it began. The process began at night, but it culminated with them leaving in the morning. So that cleans that up. And we left the the machlokus. We're left with still is in relation to korban pesach and how we translate the word chipazoi. Okay. Now the Gemara up until the Mishnah, which I think we're going to aim to get to, and it should do, um, is going to go through various psukim to do with Yitzias um, Mitzrayim and explain um, what they mean. So, first of all, Daber na ba'azne ha'am. So this is HaKadosh um, Baruch telling Moshe to tell Bnei Yisrael that they should empty out the houses of the Egyptians and take all their silver and gold, or borrow all their silver and gold when they leave. And the Gemara wants to know, what's this na? Why, why did it have to be please? So, Amri the bearer of Yanai. A na eloshon bakasha. Na is always a loshon of of pleas, of of um, beseeching. Amalei hakolish varachu lemoisha. So hakolish varachu says to Moshe, bevakasha mimcha. I'm asking of you. Leich va amalehem liYisrael. Go and tell bnei Yisrael bevakasha mikem. And we're going to ask of them as well. In other words, there's, two, there's a double nav, and nav functions both ways. Hashem is saying to Moshe, please listen to me and do this. And when you say it to them, also use the, the please. So, Shalom Mitzrayim, Zahav. Take from or borrow from the Egyptians all their silver and gold. So that Oisai Tzadik, Avraham, as Rashi said at the top, so that Avraham can't have a complaint. Why? Because when HaKadosh Baruch Hu at the Brisbane Habasarim was telling Avram what would happen in the future, he says the Avdum Inuaisam, that there will be servants and they'll be afflicted. Kayim, Bahem. So that bit, so far so good. The Achrei Kain Yatsu Berchush Gadol. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu also said, and they'll leave with Rechush Gadol. Loi Kayim Bahem. And if I don't do this, in other words, if, if, if you don't plead with the Bnei Israel to empty out the houses, Avram's going to turn around and say, hey, what, what's going on here? And again, this is very strange because it's not because Avram complained, it's because Hashem's promised it is surely the issue. That Avram's not, not a player in this particularly. It happened that he, he was told all this, but it, it's written down, it's, it's the promise. So it, again, it's, it's slightly strange that we, we, we base it around, around Avram. Um, so Amrulai. So the, B'nai, so the Gemara now goes back to the issue, why did they need begging? Not many people need begging to ransack um, a home after 210 years of slavery. Most people would be delighted. We just want to get out. It's a person who's in jail. And he's told, 
you're going to be released tomorrow, and they're going to give you loads of money. Please, just let me out now. I don't need anything. I want to go. So that's why the Bnei Yisrael would need begging, so to speak, to, um, to take all the gold and the silver, because they just want to get out already. And why did Moshe need begging? That's a good question. I don't know. The Gemara makes a thing that he would. He also need begging. He, he also need a I don't know. I don't have an answer. I don't know if anyone else does. Private lady. So they will send me free already. Maybe. Okay, so this is this is still in that um, particular part of the parsha. Vayashilum. Um, is anyone good at grammar here? If I'll be able to to explain. So, and they borrowed from them, I suppose. And the Gemara's problem is why isn't it vayashilu? Why is the extra mem here? What's that telling us? Amar Ami, and this is linked to what we just said. Malamish hashilum bal karcham, that they borrowed it off them um, against their will. Some people say it was against the Egyptians' will, which would seem obvious that you wouldn't need a particular letter to tell you that. I, I, most people, if their ha- homes are being ransacked, they're not thrilled about it. Um, and other people say it was against the Jewish people's will, which is pretty much similar to what we just said. The person who says it's against the will of the Egyptians, um, it's a posuk from Tehillim. Did I write down what it means? Unfortunately not. Um, the, the point it's making is that they still saw the, um, the... They saw it as their property still, that even though they'd been completely ransacked, Shalal is uh, spoils. Uh, it needs more explaining than that. Uh, I apologise. Mandam abakacham di Yisrael. Why were the Jews not so enthusiastic? So this is beyond the point we said earlier. Earlier we said they just wanted to get out. Now we're saying even taking that into account, okay, they're now in the houses. What, why are they still moaning, these Jews? Because it's a burden. They've got a long journey. The last thing they want is to be weighed down with uh, gold and silver, etc. Okay, so, so this, is, this is why it was Balkarcha in the first place and even Balkarcha when they were in the process of it. And they emptied out Egypt. I think we say this in the Haggadah, so it's, it's quite familiar. It became like a trap without any grain. But in Lashon HaKodesh, the Lamad and the Dalad are interchangeable because they similar... Um, um, shape of the mouth, I think, is, is the is the theory. So the yinatslu can become the yinatsdu with a dalad. Seda is trapping, and therefore, what does it mean? It becomes like a trap without any grain. And I think the significance here is Mitzrayim, when we first encounter it in the parasha, is is the home of grain. Everyone comes in the time of Yosef to uh, to get their food there, and now we're in a situation where they're completely emptied out. It's it's, it's the complete in the space of um, a few parashas, it's it's gone completely in the hefach. So it's making that point. It's like the deep depths of the sea, which is dark and cold or whatever. And there are no fish. So that's more reflective of the actual word, and it's Mutsula, which is depths. And it's like the depths of the sea, which have no fish. Okay. Near, near the home straight now. So 
Eya So this is uh, this I actually printed the pasuk because it's useful to see the structure of the pasuk. So this is early on in Shmos where Hashem says to Moshe, Moshe says to Hashem, "Well, what am I going to tell them? I'm going to go and say, don't worry, it's all going to be good. You're going to get out, and they're going to say, who spoke to you? And he says, Eya That's what you should tell them. And the Gemara wants to know, why, do we, why is it twice? And he says again, You should tell the Bnei Yisrael, It was Eya who, who sent you. So there seems to be two different um, approaches from, from HaKadosh Baruch to Moshe. So why? So the Gemara inserts a, a conversation here. Um, Right, so this is the explanation of I will be what I will be. I will be with you throughout this shibud, this um, persecution or whatever you want to call it. And so too, in parallel, I will be with you through the shibud malchus, the, the future persecutions. One thing at a time, right? They just got out of the and they now need to hear what's going to happen later on. Right, Amaleha Kadosh Baruch Hu. Kadosh Baruch says, "Okay, fair enough." Leicha Amalehem, Eishalchenilachem. Keep it simple. One, one reference. I'm here now. Okay, and how you want to understand that God didn't know this and is uh, is 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 beyond my uh, beyond my remit. And now, whilst we're talking about double expressions, we jump to Malachim Aleph, um, where um, Eliyahu Novi is offering. Um, on Haha Carmel, he's having this competition with the, the, the gods of Baal to, um, to see who's, who's more genuine. And he says, Aneni Hashem Aneni in the Gemara. So, no, why, why twice? Why not just Aneni? So, Amir Rabbi Avo, Lama Ama Eliyahu Aneni Shte Parmim, Malamed, Sha'ama Eliyahu Lifnea Kadosh Baruchu, Rebona Shalaylam, Aneni Shetered Eshmin Hashemayim, Vatochal Kalashalam is bear. Answer me that fire will. Come down from the skies and will consume everything on the Mizbeach. That's my first thing I'd like to happen. Va'aneni, and what's the second thing I'd like whilst I'm asking? Make it that they will not think that it's witchcraft. Right? Says Rashi, the last Rashi on the, before the mission, Shetasiach Datam, Milavoi Belibam Mizimashel Roshal Hashkicheni. Right, that it will be a, 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 a the thought of a Russia would be that this is this is magic. But it was it was magic and witchcraft which brought this down. So okay, it's a good trick, but it's still a trick. Shenema, as it says over there, turn around their hearts. So there was a, it was a double request. It was first of all, let's get the action going, let's get this fire down, and second of all, make it have the impact that we require. Okay, that's as far as I was told to get to. So if we just have a very quick look at the, um, the photocopied um, thing, and we'll try and do it in, in seven minutes. Um, sorry, I'm going to steal it. Um, so this goes back to the Machlokas from Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah. The Machlokas from Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Akiva. So when do we um, need to eat Kom Pesach by? And then we can reflect that onto when we have to eat the Afi Komen by. Now... If we say it's midnight, that obviously creates a problem because you could be in, I think Israel's probably the worst country for it, but there are, there are others who, where midnight, other common countries people in, where if you've daven, you have your seder, etc., midnight is two hours into the seder, and it's very difficult to get through everything you want to get through um, 
before midnight. So the Avne Neza, um, who is 19th century, um, Hasidish Rebbe, as they sort of all were at that time, um, he has a way around it. And he, he links it in in, a, in an interesting way. So I'll, I've got an English as well. Um, so I'll read in Hebrew and with the English as well. Nasasia um, Libya, I've been thinking, why do we say Alachila rather than the Lamad? Some mitzvahs we say Al, some we say La. Lahav Likner, Al Matilas Yadayim. There are various rules as to why. One of the rules are that if you can do it through someone else, if you can do it through someone else, if you can do it through someone else, then you should say with a Lamad. Is that right? Or is that the other way? Yeah, if, if, if you can only do it yourself, you laugh, is that right? So therefore, ask him, why don't we say lechol matzah here? Because you can't outsource this particular mitzvah. Now, Ramban and the Ran, kasuba emes bala. And the, indeed, the Ramban and the Ran say, you should say lechol matzah. But anyone who to say the knows, we don't say that. Okay. So we'll see how this gets relevant shortly. It's similar to Al Biochamets, which also um, the Lechira, uh, you would first think, it would be better So another rule is how close to the action do you do it? If it's immediately before you think, it's a la. So lahadlik straight away. That's why you. Um, that's why it's a it's 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 a lamud. Here, similarly, says the Avnei Nezer, that it should be levai chametz because you're doing it literally. You're lighting your fire. Off you go. Huh? You make, you make the bracha the beer. I'll be a chametz before the bedikah, not before the beer. No, but don't you the following day as well? No. You don't make a second bracha before you burn it? No. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger. You can ask on uh, the Avni Neza. It's not imperative to this. But, that's, uh, that, that's what we're saying, isn't it? That you, the, the reason why it's... No, he's saying it is, it is immediately prior. So, Okay, it, it, so he goes on, I mean, he makes the same, he gets to the same conclusion as you, but he actually goes around the houses when you're right. He could just say it's a delay. Because the actual mitzvah is not done at that time. It's when Pesach comes in that the destruction is relevant. So, Levair would be immediate. Albir is longer term. So, either because of, of what you said or because it only applies um, when Pesach comes in. Rosh well, makes the same distinction with um, Shofar. Yeah, Shofar. Right, which we say La, Al, La. Lishma, yeah. Because. Um, the main mitzvah is the Tekirat and Umar, not the Oh, okay. Very good. And that we do straight away. Which? So it should be Al. So it should be Al. But I think the Rosh says it's Al. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Get another rule, yeah. Although that that he'd say it's because you could do it through someone else. Yeah. Right, and this will explain according to Rulaz ben Azaria why we say alachilas. In other words, which is not immediate. Why? Because Rulaz ben Azaria yalef megzera shava vavati beret kusayim balayla hazeh malhan alchatzois af balayla hazeh to tzif baachilas pesach alchatzois. In other words, since the whole point, according to Rebbe Lazar ben Azari, it's a gezer shava of hazer, um, and therefore the thing is midnight, that you should still have the taste of it in your mouth at midnight. It's not immediate, because you're not eating it at midnight, you're eating it whenever, and the point is, you'll have it later on, and therefore it's an al, because it's a future. Okay, this is where it gets more interesting. And that's why you shouldn't have anything after the Afikoman. Because you can't have anything after Kom Pesach. Because the whole point is that you still have it in your mouth at midnight, just as Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, Balayla Hazer. And therefore, that's why we're going to say the, the form of the bracha we do, because the point is that you still have it on your mouth. Okay, so how do we get out of this? This is the important paragraph. So we've got a problem. According to Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria, you need to have the taste of the matzah in your mouth at midnight. What can we do about that? If you say that the Korban Pesach is only until midnight, and therefore the same for your Afi Koman, therefore after midnight you can eat. The important point is to have the taste in your mouth at midnight. And therefore you shouldn't eat before midnight anything. After midnight, doesn't matter. The, the whole point of it is that stroke of midnight. After midnight, it's not the Zman mitzvah anymore. So there's no need to have the taste of uh, matzah in your mouth. Let's say you're in the middle of your meal and you suddenly realize five minutes to midnight. You should have your kazais of matzah on the basis that halacha could be like Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, the yam tinad and see out till midnight with its taste in your mouth, the yochel zadasa, and then carry on. Once midnight's over, according to Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah, the point of it's over, you've had it at your mouth at midnight, you're done. But then, just to cover Rabbi Akiva as well, and if you're not keen on matzah, this isn't a great solution, have your second afikoman. If it's like then you you've done it already. And after chatzos, you can eat what you want. If it's like Rabbi Kiva, the whole point is Amad Hashacha. Yotzer ba'afikomen sheni.